Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, it's time to rant. Uh, I need supervision on the Play Tessie podcast from someone on Play Tessie. Thanks, Gordo. Thanks for being my lifeguard. Yeah, I'm just here to look over you. I'm going to guide you. This is this is how our relationships always worked. I've guided you. Hey, I feel like, you know, this is good. I appreciate you guys letting me rant about the Red Sox in some f- form or fashion. Last week, it was Kenley Jansen. Beware of moving on from Kenley Jansen, which you're smirking you don't agree with. Um, do you agree with that? No, I... Well, I, I kind of straddle both lines of it because I think that the roster you know, can afford to to take that risk. But I, I think the risk is a lot larger than some people tend to believe. Like having a closer does does give you value. Like it is I, a thing. I, it, is, it is a thing. I, it, I cringe when I hear, well, you know, you can have a variety. We, no. Just look at, look at teams that have won. Just look at teams that have won. This is, it's, you, and look at also the difference between the Red Sox trying to do it in 2022 and 2023. It's a completely different dynamic, especially, by the way, here's my here's my a big part of the argument, which is starters are going fewer innings, correct? Science, yes, right? Especially in Boston. You be especially in Boston. God bless Lucas Giolito, savior. But you got to get other guys to pitch in the sixth inning. 
And if that's the case, you got to lengthen your bullpen as much as possible. And if you take the Schreibers of the world and let's say the Whitlocks of the world or whatever, and you bump them into the eighth and ninth instead of the sixth and seventh, sorry, man, you're going to end up like 2022 instead of 2023. And so all I'm saying is that be careful what you wish for. And don't and just because a guy has a live arm, think that he can pitch in the ninth inning. Ninth inning's different. Ninth inning's different. Ninth inning's different. Always has been. Always, always has been. Go ask Billy Wagner. Uh, he he pitched in the eighth inning with the Red Sox. He said this is completely different. Um, all right. Today's rant is as we taped this, it was a day that Bill Belichick. Uh, time with the Patriots come to the end. So I feel like it's good business to merge the Red Sox in this news. And I was thinking about it, Gordo, about Francona, sort of the iconic guy, won championships, there for a long time, time ran out, left. So before we get to lessons that can be learned and what happened back then, and what has happened since, and the comparing the two situations now. Let's go back in the time machine to 2011, the collapse. I remember the last day of 2011, the Terry Francona didn't know what was going on. The last day, I know, because I sat, I was sitting next to him in the dugout. He had options that could be picked up. He didn't know what was going on. And then a couple of days later, he's gone, and they're turning over everything. Um, I don't know if that was the case with Belichick, but it was clear, and you hear the the quotes after the fact, I think from Theo had said, it said, listen, you know, there's a shelf life for everybody. So, okay, great. But then you go to what happened after, and this is what I want to get into what's facing the Patriots now. I mean, how old were you? How old were you in 2012? I think I was like a freshman in high school Perfect. when that season ended. You, 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 at least you had you had an idea of what was going on, right? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So you had they basically tried to do 180 degrees different from Francona. That was their strategy. <laughs> it was it sure was. It, no, it absolutely was. <laughs> right. And so Bobby Valentine, everything about it, they, and they. And they and he comes in that spring training, and they have you walk in the clubhouse, and they have a loop of videos of walk off, uh, oh, bat flips and walk off home runs. It was on a loop in the clubhouse. It's like it was so everything about that was so bizarre, and everything about it also was so dramatically different from what the core group of players knew worked. And that's where you get Pedroia. That's not how we do things around here, right? Two weeks into the season. And so that was their strategy. So is that the right strategy now when it comes to something like that we're seeing with the Patriots or even the Red Sox? I mean, like if, if something happened to Coracor in the last year of his co- contract, when is that the right strategy and when isn't? Because we know that it was the wrong strategy then because a year later, they basically reverted exactly back to Francona way of doing things with John Farrell and they win a World Series. Um, but I think that you got to be really, really careful of just saying, well, it's, it's just, Hey, listen, the Belichick way of doing things, the right way to doing things. Don't do the Belichick tree. Cause it never works. 
uh, Gerard Mayo, the players like him. Like all of that. The le- you got to have the-, the lesson to be learned here, Gordo, is I think that you really have to have an idea of what you have. In that case, you still had the foundation of the Red Sox. Pedroia, Ortiz, Lester, go down the list, Alsbury. And so you had the, the foundation of that group coming back. And they liked, they, they knew what it was all messed up in 2011, but you had to do something. Okay, but just tweak it. Learn a little bit here, learn a little bit there. As you sit here with the Patriots, it's like, okay, well, what do you have? What do you, read the room, like read the room. I don't, I, I mean, I, I'll ask you, like, wh- what's the lesson to be learned? If you, if you were running the Patriots right now, and I know this we're Red Sox centric, we'll get back to it in a second. But I do think there is correlations to be drawn here. I, I don't, and I'll, I'll give you my answer real quick is that I think that you don't, this isn't like you, you go in and all of a sudden you do the Mike McDaniel way of doing things. Because you don't have the talent to do that. To me, it comes back to the talent. It comes back. That's the key difference. Right. And this comes back to what I'm talking about with the Red Sox thing. It's reading the room. They didn't read the room in 2012. They read the room in 2013. And then you know what else they read the room in 2018? It's about finding the right guy for the right team. That's what we're talking about. All right. Go think ahead. about Think about like. <laughs> the Bobby Valentine fit with a team of of veterans. And I always think about Josh Beckett when I think about stuff like this is like, how the hell was Bobby Valentine ever going to be the right fit to lead a guy like Josh Beckett? And the key difference between, I feel like the Patriots now versus the Red Sox back then, the Red Sox back then had a ton of talent, but something just wasn't clicking. Like there was just some... There's just some problem. Whereas the Patriots, the culture is there. The players like Belichick and they play hard for him. Like this is a team that had practically no wins. And at the end of the season, they were still playing hard when all these other teams were checking out. But they just don't have talent, as you said. So I would tend to think that even though I wouldn't stick with the Belichick tree in terms of like the front office and the and talent acquisition and stuff like that, in terms of the coaching, you could do a lot worse than going with a guy like Gerard Mayo or Mike Vrabel, even though I guess technically he's not part of the coaching tree. You just got to add talent to that team. It really is that simple. I mean, it is. And, and to think back to 2012 for the Red Sox, that was a really talented team. Can you imagine the 2012 roster compared to this roster right now? It's not. Look at the names. I mean, look at, okay, yeah. Okay, Lockie was hurt in 2012, I think. So you have Beckett, you have Lester. You have Ortiz, you have Pedroia, you have um, I'm going to forget a bunch of guys, but you have you. Is that the year that Els? No, Ellsbury busted up his rib in ten, or was that twelve? I think Els. I think he, it was ten because it was Beltre. He was hurt because they were they were limping because Moro Gomez started playing. <laughs> oh yeah, the Moro Gomez era. That September, he wasn't that bad, and he never played again. Oh, he was the ultimate like. Who the he's hell is this? He, well, he's also the ultimate. Uh, oh, he's shown enough. Hey, may, you might have something here. I mean, which is always a dangerous. The Pedro Seriaco continuum. So oh, legend. Yeah, but Pedro Seriaco was another one. So it's but you had a you had a talented team because 
really the following year in 13, what you did is you added bits and pieces to the culture and also pieces that fit, you know, Ross and Gomes and Victorino and, and all these guys, Dempster. And, and so they all fit. And also most importantly, I think they prioritize because that, that off season, Josh Hamilton, I think was the big free agent. And everyone was like, you got to go after Josh Hamilton. And they had lunch with him or something. But they're like, no, this is more important. Napoli was another one where you get the right culture, get the culture back. And and that's what they were still chasing. Remember, like they were chasing the culture going from 2011 to 2012, even more than the roster, right? They were and they just screwed it up. I mean, they're, they were yeah. running the, they were running the wrong way. It was everything from from the Bobby Valentine making the veterans uh, take the bus to the spring training games, which in which the veterans, you know, they ultimately just started like saying, uh, "Well, we're going to fly a private jet to uh, Jupiter," um, and then not drinking, not allowing alcohol at uh, at home in the clubhouse at home. Because like, oh, you know, on the road they could because they weren't driving around. But no alcohol because, again, it looked good. The whole chicken and beer, well, we're going to get rid of the beer. Wait, that was because of – they said that was only at home and it was because they were going to be driving? Yeah. Yes. That? Oh, my yeah. God. And not on, on, not on, <laughs> not on flights. Not on flights um, that are coming home because they didn't want them hoop-faced – you know, get in the car, driving home. But all of this, obviously, baseball, all of it was eyewash. All of it was perception. They were chasing, they were chasing the, um, the vibe. And you bring up a good point. I I think you are nails with the Patriots analogy. Like, I don't think the culture is what it was because, you don't have – it was always like, oh, well, Will, Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruschi and these guys are – and certainly Brady, they're, they're going to guide the ship. They're going to tell guys what's what. And then you have Jack Jones come in and do his thing. Or, But I still think they had enough of, of – they just didn't have any talent. So, like, what do you do? Like, so don't, don't, don't go in there and be – like I said, like for lack of a better term, Mike McDaniel. You think Mike McDaniel would win games with this roster? I don't think anyone would win games with the roster, especially with the quarterback position. It's just, I just, it's hard to to pretend like you know how a coaching change is going to work when when you're me. I'm 27 years old. I've never I've never seen this. Right, like it's, it's wild. So, but yeah, no, I the culture is not. It's not. It's different than the Patriots have passed like with, with all those guys that you said, and even like moving forward with like Devin McCourty and now Slater is going to be gone. And obviously Brady's gone. like the modern Patriots had that too. But I mean, they did play hard for bill. Like it's not, it's not like the culture was what it was, but it's not, it, it never broke. No, you have, so to- you want to, you want to figure out how to maintain that while bringing in someone who can modernize the offense at, at least. You you have to read the room, and and I'll go. But now I'm going to go to 2018 when Cora was hired. Right, Farrell was the right guy at the right time in 2013. Cora was the right guy at the right time in 2018. A guy who was going to go out in the clubhouse more, 
become like more relatable to the to the players. Um and and for that group, that's what they were starving for. And honestly, you know, the example of that was when Tori Lovello was took over for John Farrell when John had the cancer scare. And he was great. And it was and it was great because he was a guy who was he was the bench coach. He was probably more interactive with with the players. And so you could already see that. So that's what was working. But at the same time, it's they kept getting talent. I mean, with the Red Sox, like it's A, read the room, whatever that room might be. Like maybe you get a bunch of new players in and you get a new coach and everything is completely different and it's great. I don't know. But this is the other thing I wanted to touch on, which is it's not just the Patriots have to understand that this isn't I don't know what percentage would you say this is a coach? The coach. Of their failures? Yeah, of the of like or their success, their future success. What percent of their future successes? I don't know. I I it depend I think it I think it has way more to do with how successful you are with picking your next quarterback. Right. Because yeah. I, I I think they're gonna. They have a lot of good candidates at their disposal. I, I I almost feel like it's a situation where you can't go wrong. Yeah. Listen. I mean, Mike Vrabel didn't become a bad coach overnight. I totally do buy into that. Like they got pissed watching him in the box of craft thing. Me too. Yeah. He did that. That shit he said where he where he was talking about. Don't take for granted what you guys have here. I've been other places. It's not like like yeah. that's a. That must have been shitty to hear in Tennessee. Yeah. 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 So he the point is is that he was the right guy for Tennessee when they were rolling. Then they lack talent, they have injuries, it goes the other way. But what has to happen here, you know, is with the Patriots and the Red Sox, you have to find the guy to get the talent. You have to start to find to get the talent. And um and this spin it forward to this Red Sox team right now where we can agree that Patriots aren't going to win no matter what coach they are without better talent, without your quarterback, right? It's, that's just how it is. Yeah, no chance. And the Red Sox aren't going to win no matter Cora – is, Cora is not the problem. We can agree with this? Absolutely. Right. So Cora can – this hasn't run its course. I mean, my perspective, this hasn't run its course sort of like it did with Farrell. It hasn't run its course. And it and this happens, right? It, we see it all the time. Sometimes I don't think that that's the case here because I still think that there's a lot of elements of Cora that he's the right guy for the right job, but you just need more talent. And you can't go into this season. And I, you know, I've been very, I've been trying to refrain from doing the, Oh my God! I can't believe that they have no nothing. They have nothing. They have nothing. This is a disaster. Even though in the heart of hearts, right now, I obviously feel a lot of that. But Gordo, like I, I just like I gotta wait. Like it's it's like the Tiascar Hernandez night. You went through it, Tiascar Hernandez. What an embarrassment! You lose out. You don't get Tiascar Hernandez. An hour later, what surfaces? They're the favorites for favorites for Jorge Soler. Go look at everyone immediately flipped. Whether that's true or not, who knows? But everyone flipped. So, uh, but that's my point. It's 
as painful as this is, now we can have opinions about how stupid it is not to have the town hall and all that stuff and accountability. That's defined. But what isn't defined yet is this. So my point is that if they do get more talent, if they get Jordan Montgomery, if they if they fix the defense somehow, I don't you know, which has to do with Yoshida somehow, then all right. I think Cora can succeed with that. It's nothing to do with the manager. Same thing with the Patriots. You get a good quarterback, you get some receivers, you, you'll be okay. You'll find a guy unless it's like the, you know, the equivalent of the San Diego coach or Los Angeles coach, whatever. So all I'm saying is that you got to get talent. And I, and to, to spin it back to the Red Sox, I get it. I get the frustration. And it's hard waiting. But you know what's great? We don't have to wait much more, Gordo. We don't. Training's, it's coming. I mean, that was the best thing about Imanaga, which is there was a deadline. We knew. Okay. You, you, you knew the decision. Spring training is a month away. Like, we don't have to wait anymore. Or we, we just a little bit longer anyway. That's that Imanaga deadline. I and and this is this is a discussion for another day, but I'll he oh, had a discussion the, the right post, for right now. Let's go. These these guys who get posted from the NPB and they have this they have a, a deadline to sign. And the deadline makes no real sense. Like I don't know why they have a deadline, but they have a deadline and it makes for a much better process, you know the absolute latest case scenario that it's going to end. And in, in a lot of cases, it ends way before that. Just have stupid like deadlines that make no sense. Just put deadlines in. It, it doesn't I, – like, well, I have a hard time yeah. seeing it, it result in, in fewer dollars going into the players' pockets if they have to sign these contracts by January 15th as opposed to by February 15th if you want to report to spring training on time. Well, two things. Remember the lockout, how awesome that was. Yeah, Just, the right before it? Right, yes. It was, it was great. great. It was awesome. It was great. And not only because you had this flurry of activity, but then you knew that you nothing could happen, which is, you know, I, selfishly, like, that's awesome. You knew nothing had happened. And then, and then you come back and you know that they have to do stuff because the season's starting. So – right. But the reason why there, there won't be that is the pushback because we're seeing it. One leverages off another, leverages off another, leverages off another. And you're always thinking that you can get a better deal. And then, okay, that guy gets the deal. All right, well, we're going to get a better deal. And, and, and then all of a sudden, the way they look at it, Jordan Montgomery signs – all right, Blake Snell, a team needs a top-of-the-rotation pitcher. All these teams are holding out for the, the sun, the moon, and the earth. This is the one guy left, Blake Snell. He's making more money than he did before. So, uh, you know, that's that's why. they. And think about how many teams have been in on some of these high high price guys. They are still sitting there with nothing. The Blue Jays, the Giants, the Yankees. The you know I'm not going to include the Mets, but like all these teams have made have shown tip their hand by saying we have the money, 
but then come up empty. So they all know they have the money. You know, so, yeah. So, anyway, there you go. There you I go. Just, this pro- this offseason in particular, I know there's been offseasons where, got, like, the Machado Harper offseason will always stick out as that was, that was the worst one to me. That was worse than this. But there being such a high percentage of the top, like, 200 free agents. Yeah still out there I, that is just insane to me it's just crazy i don't there has to be like we cannot just sit here and accept that this is this is the way it has to be it, it has to be different it is so much better in other sports and the baseball offseason has such a potential to be so much better if they just make sacrifices to make it more entertaining in a shorter period of time you know it's interesting and you're you're in the belly of the beast when it comes to this is that I've never seen it where people react to the smallest little thing. It's like, and you like your people look at your social media accounts because they they know that you're on top of stuff. But you can post the slightest little thing, which you should, because it's good for business, and it's boom. Like this boom. Like I've I've had stuff like the thing the other night was oh. Mike Clevenger wants to play for the Red Sox. Not even saying the Red Sox are interested in Mike Clevenger. Mike Clevenger wants to play for the Red Sox. I still can't get people out of my timeline. Leave me alone. (laughs) Talk to Clev. Talk to Clev. Talk to Sunshine. Talk to Sunshine. Uh, Yeah, but 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 that's the point. Is that you 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 see it? Any little thing. Any the best. The best ones are when the MLB network clips come and like John Morosi mentions like five teams in on a guy and like the Red Sox are like the fourth out of the fifth out of the five teams he names and he, he just slightly mentions them and like for whatever reason those I don't I don't know. I don't know why. Because it really doesn't mean that much, but it, people like it. People people want to hear anything, that the Sox are involved. And had, they don't. Yeah, we just saw, you know, Tristan Cassis hit without his shirt on. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, I I I I can't wait to ask him if he's in the best shape of his life. I can't wait. I, oh, what, he, he is. He is. It, it's got to be. Really? Come on, Rob. These workout videos. There's no way. He's getting. You think he's getting bigger? No, you feel good. Too big? And, yeah. Too big? No, no. I think he's four baseball players in fine shape. That's the damning with any praise. But it's yeah for baseball it's it's fine. I mean I'm not concerned about Tristan Cassis looks good and taking all these weird swings and every but everyone's freaking out about it. It's like again not to selfishly surface my example, but the the, the Marcelo Meyer thing, right? It's it's news. I was curious about Marcelo Meyer, so I asked about Marcelo Meyer. Marcelo Meyer is going to play, be healthy, whatever. Any other off season. Any other offseason, Gordo? That's nice. <laughs> Not now. Yeah, but we're Sox fans are grasping for anything. If they had had the Dodgers offseason, no one, no one gives a crap, right? Because you've because you've got so many big things. But like at this point, they they traded Sale, they signed Giolito. The Tyler O'Neill trade feels like it was like a year ago at this point. Yeah, like people take anything, man. We just people just need baseball. They just need to see the spring training. I know. Oh, uh, we need to see the uh, 
like the Nick Pavetta bullpen sesh from day one oh. of spring training. That's oh. going to be like, oh, look, the sweeper. The sweeper's back. Please. The sweeper's back. Uh, don't. The, I'm not going to name names. But any writer who goes to spring training and says the ball's coming out of their hand really well in the first five days, you should lose your job. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, it's exploding out of his hand today. It's day two. Uh, come on. Come on. Yeah. It's yeah. It's I love I love the best shape of their life. As in the words of the immortal Ryan Brazier, I've never been in the best shape of my life. So there you go. And we appreciate honesty in Boston. Yeah. So yeah. Steve Pierce was really honest in 2019. Unfortunately, what? too honest. He was what like, did he say? Like, nah, I'm not good, not, not in good shape. <laughs> and he wasn't. Good, good for him. If, if you're the World Series MVP. If you win the World Series MVP, by rule, you do not have to come into camp the next well, year. Well, it's shape the banquet circuit. I'll tell you who's in the be- who is absolutely in the best shape of his life, or his like post playing career life is Cora. Oh yes. Wait, he, lo- he lost like what 30, 25, 30, 30 pounds. pounds? Yeah. Yeah, Cora was looking good, and in, in the videos from uh, Baseball and Boring was looking good. Yeah. So, and and again, this is remember. Remember the first day of Coral was it last year? The beard. Oh my god, he's got a beard. Remember that? Yeah, and he, then there was the whole like dominate the news cycle. Then the whole shave versus no shave, or was that? I want it. Was that two years ago when he shaved been. and then they won a bunch of games and it was like ah, see, it's it's, it's cursed. The beard is cursed. You can't it, grow the beard, and they grew it right back. It might have been, but it was. That's what we're gonna get. We're going to get a lot of that. We're going to get a lot of, like, Alex Cora looks fantastic. I know. We've seen him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to, this year is going to be the year. Ho- hopefully we get some, like, at least three Tristan Costas hair slash facial hairstyles this year. And we can uh, keep track of the record by style. And then when we go into 2025, we'll know what they need to do. You, to win you, you ever see that thing for kids? Where it's so it's a face, it's an outline of face of a face, and it's a magnet, and they have like little magnetic things that you can make different eyebrows or different beards or different facial hairs. It's basically little magnets, so you can arrange it any way you want to make the face look different. You never seen that? I haven't seen it, but I can I can picture it. Does it go on a fridge? It, <laughs> just it's a magnet. Not really. It's just yeah. sort of like an etch. <laughs> it's sort of like an etch a sketch type thing. Or you could do an etch a sketch, right? Do the tri- Here you go. The Tristan Cassis etch a sketch. That idea is for free. Okay. Yes, and that should be the next giveaway at Fenway Park in twenty twenty. It might be a little too late for this year. Well, twenty twenty five giveaway. Tristan Cassis etch a sketch. Or for play Tessie, give us your best Tristan Cassis etch a sketch. Facial hair, uh, hairdo combo, whatever you want. Mutton chops. It's all on the table. It's all on the table. All right. <laughs> all right. We solved a lot of problems. Thank you. Always do. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.